Hey everyone, thanks for joining in. I want to take a few minutes to do a few stories. I'm getting a lot of um, listener submissions, so I'm probably going to have to be coming on more than I usually do to um, get all of these stories out there. Some of these are actually pretty good, and um, I just want to on again today and let you know about a few of them that have been submitted to me. So the first one I've got here is from someone who used to, who grew up actually in Vietnam. Um, She said she is 50 years old and she is from Vietnam. And when they were kids, her and her sister, there was still at that time a lot, quite a bit of jungle type of uh, area where they had to walk through to and after school. And she says that her sister, for whatever reason, would be late coming home. This started later on when they were about eight or nine years old. She said, my sister would be late every day. Um, It would be well past dinner when her sister would come home. And she kept saying that she was late because she stopped to talk to her friends on the way home from school. And the time just went by so fast she didn't realize how late it was. So this was an ongoing occurrence. This was something that was happening all the time. And so... It was to the point where she was coming home sometimes and it would be in the early evening, so it started to get dark. So uh, what happened was she decided to just walk all the way with her sister and hang out with her. And so they were in the jungle area and her sister said, see, there's my friends, there they are. And she said, I didn't see anything. So her sister ran over there and she started talking to people who weren't there. So this girl, um, I'm going to call her Betty, decided, okay, she's there's something wrong with her, so I'm just going to go ahead and go home. So this particular day, when her sister got home, she said... I stop and see my friends on the way home from school and I they share their food with me and what she described were American soldiers she said that they were they were American and they were there camping out and they were sharing their food with her and when she came home the, the most vivid one that she remembers is her sister had dirt on her face as if she thought she was sharing food with people and she was actually eating dirt. So, wow, that is uh, some kind of residual energy right there. Wow. Um, and they were young. They didn't know anything about where any any war or anything had occurred she said they were still like 
playing with Barbies even when they were like 15, 16 years old where they came from. She said, we, we knew that there was a war, but we didn't know like all the details. And um, yeah, I, uh, that's, that's some story. See, uh, apparently, I mean, I think her sister really was seeing people. And it's, it's kind of sad when you stop and think about it. It's, um, yeah, I was thinking about that earlier. I don't know how to express how I feel about this, really, because there are so many uh, different types of emotions I have about this. But I believe that this girl was really seeing and communicating with um, something anyways out there. So that was um, one of the stories that I wanted to tell you about. The other one is um, Sarah. She likes to go to antique stores. She says that she was in an antique store and she went into this area that was almost like in a uh, um, by itself and it had shelves on three like a three walls and then you got out from the wall that was that didn't have any shelves and she said there were books there were a bunch of books there so she was looking around at the books to see what what was there and she started getting a very strange sensation she said she kind of felt um, a little bit sad. She felt a little bit lonely and lost, and she felt like she was going to start crying. Um, but it was only when she was in that book area. There were other books scattered here and there throughout the store, she says, but this area that she was in were three, like three full walls of books. And she said she just felt like she was going to start crying and um, started just feeling uh, different and kind of out of sorts. She asked me why up in this whole place of antiques would she get that way around books? She's like, they're books, you know, they're, they're just uh, nothing like, um, you know, any type of little statues or even jewelry, even clothing that you would think would carry more energy. Well, you have to remember that back in the day, there were no e-readers, there were no cell phones, no tablets, no computers, and people read books. So think about how lost you are these days without your cell phone. Like you can get in your car and be driving on your way to work and, oh man, I left my cell phone at home and you'll turn around and go get it. That is kind of like the way that people were with books. That book was um, their entertainment. It was their escape. It was something that just let them use their imagination. It meant a lot to people. And I think that there uh, is a lot or quite a bit of energy that could be attached to those books. 
um, I don't think that it was all the books in there that was causing her to feel this way. I think that there was probably one or, you know, a few books, not the, the whole three walls, but she said it, it didn't matter. She picked one up and she um, put it back and then she decided that she was just going to get out of there and get away from those books. I would really like to go in there. I'm I'm not sure if they're open at this time, but uh, I'm going to go take a look and I'm going to go in because I know where this, where this um, antique store is. I'm going to go and take a look for myself and see. And just because you're, you would think, okay, well now it's the power of suggestion. Now you're going to go in there and you're going to feel something because someone else has said this. If you know anything about me at all, and uh, uh, quite a few of you do know me personally, you'll know that I am not that type of person. Just because somebody says something doesn't mean that I'm going to go in there with that, like, oh yeah, I just know that there's something in there. I just know I'm going to feel something. No, I don't work that way. As a matter of fact, I would go in there not with the, the attitude of, I'm probably not going to feel anything. You know, okay, now that you said it, I'm probably not going to feel anything. I'm more like that. So I just want to let you know. Um, so later on, I'll get back to you about this. And I'm going to see if um, I can get anything at all. And maybe I'll take a couple of pictures in there also and just, just to uh, check it out. But yeah, it's not unheard of. And I, I definitely do believe that there is um, something that you are picking up from that area. See, I'm just so nosy. I have to go and check it out also. The other one is, um, you know, we were talking before about houses in Temecula and how Temecula is, uh, I'm not going to say known, well known for being haunted, but it's well known by a lot of people that there are some strange things that happen in Temecula, especially in certain areas of that town. Um... So this house was a brand new house. This was in the late 90s. And these were the first people who lived in that house. It was totally brand new. So they move in and a couple weeks later, in the middle of the night, the smoke alarms start going off for no reason. Everyone's sleeping. There's no one cooking. There's nothing burning, no fireplace, no toaster, no nothing. So, of course, everybody jumped up startled and they didn't know what to do because usually those things are going to go off if there's smoke or anything. So, what do you do in that case? So, they had to open all the doors and windows and just hope that it would stop. So, it finally did stop. And then there was an incident with a little dog. I guess uh, this was at a, what, what happened here? There, it was at a, uh, on a different night. And she had a little dog, oh, a little Yorkie, that slept on, at the foot of her bed, on, on top of her bed at the foot, and just woke up one night barking. And this little dog was barking like somebody was coming in the room and was 
like barking at the doorway. The door was open, and so she woke up again startled, and there's nobody there at all. And so she had to calm her dog down, go take him outside and let him go outside for a little while. She said it freaked her out because she, it, she couldn't see anything, but this dog was not a barking, nervous dog. So it was completely out of character for him to do this. So she was uh, pretty unsettled about that. So I guess that calmed down and then the smoke alarms continued uh, every so often, always at night. It never happened in the day. It was always at night. Those things would just go off. And so they finally had to contact, she said, the, the builder and whoever put those smoke alarms in and they couldn't find anything wrong with them at all. They had no explanation for why these things would just randomly go off. She said that it continued until one, it just, one day just stopped. It didn't do it anymore. She says they never found out what made those smoke detectors go off. They have no idea. It just stopped one day. That's pretty strange. Um, a lot of times, because those are battery as well as electric, and we all know that a lot of times when things go kind of haywire with electricity for no reason and nothing is wrong because the, they came out to check everything, the wiring and everything, that it usually, well, you know, it it's uh, it's known to be caused by some sort of um, activity, unseen, shall we say, activity. It's, um, that's usually one of the things that will start happening. I think it's more like an attention getter when you start uh, noticing things going on electrically. But um, we've had some of that happen before also with um, ceiling fans. I just wanna tell you that we have a ceiling fan in our garage and I was all alone at home for months because um, my husband was in Kuwait. And so I was pretty much living alone in this big old house. And I went for whatever reason to go and look out of the front window early one morning and um, it was all foggy but on the way to the front window I passed by the hall where the garage door is to go into the garage and it was open a little bit well I don't know how that could have been because I'm that type of person that I lock my bedroom door when I'm by myself. It, I, it's just automatic with me. I double check everything. I lock everything. So I stopped and I looked at that door like, man, what in the world? How come that thing's open? So my first thought is not automatically, oh, there's a spooker in the house or there's some sort of strange, uh, there's an alien or anything like that. My first thought is, oh, I hope somebody didn't come in here and now they're going to come and kill me. You know, I got all these rooms in here and what am I going to do? They could be hiding in any room. 
That's what I worry about. So I had to calm myself down and I went and I opened that door to go and look in the garage and the ceiling fan in the garage was on. And not only the ceiling fan was on, but the lights in the ceiling fan were on. And I'm looking at it, how in the world? I haven't been in the garage, why am I gonna put the ceiling fan on? And then I looked over and the door that goes to the outside in the garage there was wide open. Oh yeah, I mean, I couldn't make this up. I just like, okay, there has to be somebody in here. So I do everything backwards, of course. So I look under the cars to see if I see anybody's feet. Like there's somebody hiding back there behind the cars. So then I ran over there and I closed that door that goes out to the backyard. And I'm telling you, it was very foggy. So it made it even more spooky. Then I turned off that ceiling fan and I came back in and I locked the door. And then I stood there, well, now what do I do? So I went in my room and I got my weapon of opportunity and I came back and I started going through every room in the house, under the beds, behind the doors, in the closets, in the laundry room, everywhere that somebody could be. By this time, it was like 2 a.m. And I just, I stood there. In the first place, the hall door going to the garage is open, the ceiling fan and the lights are on, and then the door going to the outside are wide open. I cannot tell you how this happens. I just know that it does. So for me to hear somebody talking about the smoke alarms and, um, you know, refrigerator doors and certain lights and lamps, what have you. It's not out of the realm of possibility at all, especially after some of the things that I've been through personally. And I cannot explain it. I cannot tell you guys even what I think happened because it's so like, well, I don't know. I guess maybe a big gust of wind blew those doors open and what, turned on the fan? I really don't know. Um, it wasn't scary in a, in a um, paranormal sense. It was scary to me in a physical like someone's in my house getting ready to kill me since. Otherwise, okay, after I realize there's no one in here, now I'm nosy. Now I want to know, yeah, how did that happen? But even, even now, when I think about it, I, I don't know. And I called my best friend the next day and I was telling her and she came over and we went in, in there and looked, and I don't know how it happened. I told her, I have no reason to hang out in the garage. You know, I don't, I don't do that. But that's, um, that was a big one. Because if, and in the first place, I'm thinking, just what was it that made me 
want, decide to get up in the middle of the night and come and look out the front window. Who, who does that? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to get out of bed and come and look. No. I mean, I had to go to work the next day. I really don't care if it's foggy. I don't need to come out and look out the front window just because I, I want to look at the marine layer. So it's like everything was in a circle. For some reason, I was prompted to get up. Why and how? What caused it? What, what, the, what was the catalyst? I don't know. And that's where, I mean, I've been thinking about this already for a while now, how this all took place. And I have no answer. So when people tell me this, oh, you're going to think I'm crazy. No, I'm not. For me to say that you're crazy because you've experienced something that cannot be explained, I mean, I would... I would just have to be one of the biggest idiots ever. Anyone who has a strange experience that cannot be explained away has nothing. I mean, you shouldn't hide it. You can come forward and you can tell your story because I'm pretty sure that if you start speaking to someone, and you don't have to just come and blurt it out, But I've noticed personally that when I start speaking to someone, I just might say a a couple of things and they'll open up right away. Oh, you know, we, we usually don't talk about this because people will think that I'm nuts. I tell them, no, you know what? I do not think you're nuts at all. And I always ask them when I hear like a good one, when somebody shares something with me, I mean, when I'm at work or if I'm just talking to someone, you know, or ha- hanging out like at a, when I used to go to the, to the children basketball game or the baseball game and somebody might mention something and we just um, seem to strike up that conversation and I will ask them, is it okay if I would, um, I'm not going to tell your name or anything, can I use your story, can I tell your story? And um, I always have my little notepad with me, and they say, yeah, sure. And then they'll go into more depth with it. So um, any of you guys who want to share your story, you don't have to tell me your name if you don't want to, but I want to tell you something. I do not think that you're nuts or anything like that. And you can always send me your story, or you can even um, talk to me if you would like to. I have a lot of people who contact me and um, they want to talk to me and they want to get maybe try to get some answers to certain things that happen and you know I'm happy to do that and um, if you need help and I if I if it's something that's like totally out of my field I can uh, definitely put you in the right direction to somebody who can help you. So with that I guess that's all that I'm going to talk about right now. Um, I have something coming up on the next show that is going to be really interesting. Um, probably going to be on next um, Monday. I'll be back. There's something really interesting that caught me by surprise. You don't hear about it too much. That someone um, actually came 
came uh, over and asked me about. And uh, yeah, it kind of caught me off guard. So we're, I'm going to be talking about that probably on Monday, okay? So um, everybody have a really good weekend. And I will talk to you in a couple of days, okay? Ciao.